Welcome to All The Therapies. We're two clinicians who try out different therapeutic practices so you can find the right type of healing for you. I'm Abby Crom. I'm Mona E. Shaker. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump in now. Welcome. Hi, Mona. Well, hello, Abs. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I am doing excellent. Excited for this, just to talk about our experience, having our chart read, our astrological chart read together. This is exciting. It was great stuff. But yeah, before we jump in, what are you curious about this week? So I was curious about cacao. I don't know if anyone else has heard of cacao ceremonies, but popped up on my Eventbrite. It was just, it's going to go along very much with the theme of this episode, which is like, why not try something? And I look, I mean, cacao is basically chocolate. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a psychedelic experience. Mm. So I just figured why not try a cacao ceremony? It was actually really cool. And I think what I got out of it more than anything, and we kind of like drank the cacao and then like supposed to kind of just open you up and make you relax. Again, I didn't have like a high or anything, but we all kind of went around the circle and shared what brought everyone there. And I just really felt like, again, this being in the pandemic, it was so nice to be in a circle where everyone was really open to sharing, like why they got out of their house and came to this random place in Sherman Oaks to (laughs) drink a jar full of cacao. And I also just, you know, again, my curiosity, I love meeting people I wouldn't normally meet. So when you're sitting in a circle, you're like, are some people like, why did I come here? You know, or like, you know, you're always wondering when you're in a group of people, like what's going on in their head right now. And so I always love that thing of actually getting to hear. And I like the group leader said something, what's something you've learned or realized recently? And I really loved that question. And I do feel like hearing everybody's answer was really cool and helpful and like, reaffirmed things that I wanted to know. So that was a great experience. Very cool. Yeah. I feel like every time, and especially during the pandemic, I have this experience where there'll be something on the calendar for me to socialize with somebody. And then the the time comes because I haven't socialized in a while. I start to be like, do I need, like, I guess it's good for me. I always learned so much just from hearing about other people's experience. Every single time I learned about mm-hmm. them, which is great because then I get to know somebody different. It expands my worldview. Then I get to learn my, about myself better. It's always, There's always so much positives. And like just think about group therapy, like the, the power of like just getting people together who are wanting to be vulnerable is like really is, a, is quite a treat. So very cool. And so on brand for you to just find something random on invent, right? <laughs> just like doing it. Classic, Abby. What are you curious about this week? What am I curious about? So I started the podcast Bad Blood, which is, you've probably heard of it because I know you're into that stuff too. It's like an expose on the, uh, on Elizabeth Holmes, who started this like startup that's supposed to, Theranos, right. Supposed to like revolutionize healthcare and stuff. Truthfully, I'm only three episodes in, but I actually couldn't finish it because the journalist just was scathing from the beginning, right? And so like when I want journalism, I need to just know a little bit of balance, right? Like just like a little doubt, right? Because we, as journalists, as researchers, nothing's 100% certain, mm-hmm. right? Like even if you've studied this person for two years, I mean, there's still so much that we don't know. So it was just like, a, it almost felt like a finger wag for three mm-hmm. full episodes, which I can't stand. Um, and it was just like, she misled investors. And it's just like, 
every fucking CEO in the world, <laughs> every like person who has a tech startup idea is going to mislead somebody. Right? Yeah. It's like that's the whole thing is like they we're going off of this hope, this dream of the future. And if you're not doing your your research, if you're not looking into it, if you're not interrogating yeah. it, if you're just going like, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, this person is dressed like Steve Jobs, let's, you know, and she's like- <laughs> let's just throw money at it, right. I'm sorry, whose fault? I'm telling you, like some people get caught, she got caught. I'll go on a limb and say probably the majority of CEOs right now have misled investors. It's changed the numbers, lied about something, said that mm-hmm. something is guaranteed when it's still in the pipeline. I mean, it's just so classic capitalism. And so, and of course, like the gender base of having this like male, you know, journalist being yes. like, how dare she? And it's just like, okay, dude. Just right. Relax. This is kind of, this is the system we created. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's that righteous indignation. You know what I mean? There is something about that where it's like, I, you know, like would never be involved. And, you know, it's like on some level, we all do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's not good, but I do think there's a lot of responsibility on the people that invested. Like you're right. That like did not research. I'm really, I don't know if you got to the part about one of the main investors, grandson who kind of figured out it was a fraud No, because yeah, his, so his own grandson is like, grandpa, I don't think this is like really. And he just like, was like, no, like it is. Like, like literally denied his own. So, I mean, there's something to that that is actually yeah. more interesting to me, right, than the person who, this is like what they all do is do this grandiose, what is Shark Tank? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's like, I, I was shocked that that was real. And then like, my husband was like, oh yeah, this is how you do pitches. I was like, this is ridiculous, you know? But that it's that thing of like, people don't do their dual diligence. They jump in and then they're like, oh, like I was defrauded. It's like, yeah, no, you probably just were hoping it would make you millions and it didn't. Right, exactly. We, we all want a miracle, right? Like that's what we're, we're kind of constantly searching for. And I know we've both talked about the this other documentary, Lula Rich. Lula Rich. Oh my God. No. Same bullshit. It's the same thing. It's like, and it is sad, right? Like I'm, I'm yes. not going to say that Elizabeth Holmes is perfect, right? That is sad that you're yes. actually like, you're literally like ruining people's lives. On the vulnerability capitalizing on someone's vulnerability. Exactly. Right. Like looking for you as a, as an expert, similar, right. Like, and it's easy to be swayed by all the glamour and then like the lights and the flashiness. And like, especially somebody like Elizabeth Holmes, right. She's like the picture of youth, the next generation. They're going to like save us, save the world. Right. But yes, very similar. It's all a cult is what I'm kind of figuring out. Yeah. Like we just, we, we do these like documentaries and we're, you know, we grab our pearls and it's like, it's like, this is the system, right? Like this is like literally, we're all like primed to like defraud each other. I don't know if you remember the movie, Say Anything. He said something like, I don't want to, as a job, I don't want to buy anything or sell anything or like, you know, it's just like, it was just like, well, what jobs are left? You know what I mean? We kind of like have this kind of weird thing where like to become a billionaire, you have to defraud your neighbor. Like, what do we think capitalism is? You know what I mean? So we're all in it. And then we're like, why did people do this? It's like, we kind of set it up that way. So yeah, exactly. It's been set up this way. Yeah. Well, thank you for understanding. I feel that (laughs) I feel seen and heard. (laughs) So yeah, let's talk about very special episode. Very special episode. So I'll say off the bat, like the person who recommended this astrologer is also a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I think she was saying that she, like a lot of she recommends this person to her client. Like, mm-hmm. so like there, there is like some therapeutic value that she sees in this type of like astrology reading. And, and I think you and I, we've have our like charts read before. Yes. And like, 
partially fun, partially to get to know ourselves better. Like it's, I always have like a good experience with Mm -hmm. it. Right. But this was cool kind of going into it as like, okay, this, how can we use this as a therapeutic practice? Yes. And that's the thing. And like, so all of our disclaimers up front, like, no, it's not technically therapy, but like, can you get something therapeutic out of it? I think absolutely. And like, we did this all with like, when we were doing the episode about using crystals in therapy, like, yes, there are going to be people that are more like charlatans or whatever, but there's also people that really study this and really like understand it. And again, astrology predates, there's a really great episode about astrology on Vox Explained about how almost every society independently has an astrology system. Mm -hmm. So this is not something that's just been spreading around since the sixties. Like this predates psychology, therapy, you know, like people have been using these type of things for healing and as a way of life for a long time. And so again, I think it's really not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I like to just see what I can get. And so, yeah, we really set this up to do it as also reading our charts together. Like if there's anything, and I think it was kind of cool to be in there. So this is not someone we've met before. This is not someone we knew mm-hmm. what our reading was going to be like. And so we could kind of like eye each other. I think if we were like, does that sound like me? You know what I mean? But since we're, I mean, and to be honest, like everything we heard was like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> makes sense. Like that's, and we could like validate it for each other too. Like we right. would start laughing because it would be like, oh, that does kind of sound like us, you know? So we had our charts kind of read side by side. Like, is there anything in our charts that kind of speaks to us being friends and being co-podcast hosts? And so that's what we went in under that lens. You know, we weren't answering any, you know, individual life questions really. Yeah, exactly. So, so the astrologer, her name is Carly Jennings. She says she uses a Campanos method of reading the chart. Not quite sure what that means, but I guess we could all Google it. And before the session, she asked for both of us to send our date of birth, time of birth, and location, like city, state, country uh, of birth. And, And based on those three factors, she's able to pull up, it's basically like a snapshot of the sky when you were born that's supposed to, you know, influence you in some way. And she says she normally doesn't do this, actually, like read two people's charts together because she says it, there's some depth to it, right? There's like, right. You, you could get kind of personal in it. Like there's like kind of like deep, dark things. They're like, oh, how does she know about now about like what's like those deep corners of my brain? Like, oh, yes, she knows about that. Like, you know, so like <laughs> she said, she said she tried it once with a couple and it just didn't quite end well because she was like, oh, these charts aren't as compatible as <laughs> we'd imagine. And, but anyway, so she read ours side by side. We gave her that information. And it was so cool. And off the bat, she was like, can I get both of your consent that like I could read the chart in front of each other, which I always appreciate. Yes. Like informed consent at every step. But yeah, what was your, and yeah, what was your like takeaways? I think, well, you know, one thing is she said there just is a lot of complimentary, you know, kind of energy. And she was explaining it, not just like, yes, I looked, is are very compatible, like, great. You know, she kind of just said, so there are different signs, I don't, you know, and so they can be like mutable or what are the other fixed. And so we would have mutable. And these are things that 
that's objective. I'm saying it's not subjective. You know what I mean? So we did tend to have the same type of sign in the same, and we are, we already know this. We're both, I'm a cancer, you're a Scorpio is a sun sign. Mm -hmm. So we are both water signs. So, I mean, like these kind of things like that, the element of the sign or the nature of the sign were compatible. And she was asking us things before we like gave her information. There was something Big, oh yeah, that she asked us, had we had this idea for like a long time? Like, when did we have this idea? Me and Mona, we've been friends for 20 years. You all know that. We have thought about doing this just because we like having conversations like we do on the podcast. And it just wasn't, never came together as like an actual thing. And mm-hmm. this year we just kind of put it together and it really came together and we were both in a place to do it. And that was reflected. And cause she was like, yeah, like a Saturn, I believe went through our chart at like a very particular time. And it's right around when we started the podcast. So again, this is not something she could have known, but it did make sense to me that maybe there was something to that. And again, always with a grain of salt. Exactly. There's always something to learn from it, no matter what, but right. There's like no masters here, right? Like you're yes. your own master of your own exactly. you know, thoughts and, and beliefs. It's so funny because I, I think I told you, I tried to, after the reading, it was so cool. Mm. It was so validating for a lot of different reasons, but it was just cool that like our chart complemented each other. Like we were on point when we feel things in the same way, like we're the planets aligned, I don't know, like in mm. whatever house it worked. And when it was different, it was actually complimentary. Like it just kind of like, and it makes sense you know, everything was like, oh, definitely that makes sense to us. So I was trying to explain it to my partner afterwards. I was like, babe, and then, um, so the Pluto, uh, third house, like, it just like, I couldn't, it didn't make totally. any sense. I, probably seemed totally. like I was just like in a psychotic state. I was just like, right. all you need to, okay, we're just meant to, I was just like, I couldn't, the words, because it is complex. She was just like, at the seventh hour, like there was just times. That's true. She would say things and it would just, um, so your Saturn is in your third house at the seventh minute of the 12th. And I was just like, just tell me what it means. Like, I just, you know, like that's, I realized like people think astrology is like a airy fairy or something. Like to even just be able to remember all those symbols, like it is, complex. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't just pick up a book and figure that out or like start reading charts. Yeah, exactly. And the other cool thing is she was like, she gave us permission to record it. We didn't even ask. And she was like, do you want to record it? I'm like, also a good sign if someone is willing to have themselves be recorded. So I went back because I was like, what? That stood out to me as well when she asked, well, how long have you been in partnership with a podcast? And we said about one year. And she basically was like, that makes sense because the seventh house, both of our, you know, the ruler of each of our sign is Aquarius, which was a time for forward thinking, thinking outside of the mm-hmm. box, the internet. And then that's when Jupiter transit. Anyways, all this to say, she was like, you starting the podcast makes sense at, at that exact moment that you actually yeah. did. And so the other thing, like my biggest takeaway, and she said this a few times is astrology is about self-acceptance. She's like, everything Mm. I'm saying is not, it shouldn't be brand new news to you, right? Like, and she was saying everything in our chart kind of comes to maturity when we're in our Saturn return. So like late twenties, early thirties. So like, that's when Mm -hmm. things kind of got it, like kind of mature in the, in the science. So she's like, nothing should be like brand new information to you, but it's about like accepting. And so she went kind of back and forth between you, like our charts and how they like relate to each other. But one thing that stood out to me, she was saying, my emotions are private and I don't need it to be born witness. For me, I was like, 
That's so real. I'm such a private person and I'm like so internal about everything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get like, I should like express Mm -hmm. it more. And it's true. Like I do enjoy expressing myself more. That's definitely been my like challenge in life. But there's something about just like, hey, it's like in the chart. And like, that is like, I'm like wired perhaps to be a little bit more private. And like, there's something just, it was just really nice. Like, and that's okay. Like that is who I am. Right. And she would say like, there's no such thing as a bad chart. It's about mm-hmm. embracing who you are, which was just Absolutely. like another good takeaway for me. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I remember it wasn't in this reading, but I I get my chart read on my birthday, like just for fun. And one reading, she was like, you have not gotten along with like every boss that you've had because you're meant to work for yourself. And it was really validating because it's like, should I, I remember when I worked at a particular job, they called me the challenger because I didn't, I mean, I didn't just (laughs) accept the policies immediately because they wouldn't make sense all the time. Right. But you know, like, it's like, should I just not say anything or whatever? And it's like, no, like I just, and that's probably true. Like I probably was work better as working for myself, but I also love comfort. So if Mm. anybody had, if I just gotten along, if there was any boss that was just like, Abby, do your thing, like whatever, I would stay there forever. Like I was very scared to work on my own. And so all that to say that just like, there's something affirming about hearing like, you know, maybe something didn't work out for a reason. You know what I mean? Like maybe it just like had to be that way. Mm. And again, I think just, it's like, if that helps you frame it, then like, yeah, like all of a sudden this isn't a problem. You know, it's not like I'm a difficult employee. It's like, yeah, I kind of was like working towards working for myself for a long time. Mm-hmm. And how nice does it feel to be like, got it. Like, and that's sort of like ingrained in some way, or that's in my personality that exactly just, there will be some challenge. There. It's not and a that's bad okay. thing, right? It's not we a bad thing. Work on things, but like sometimes we do, we work against ourselves because we're trying to be what we think we should be. Mm. And it's like, maybe you're just not supposed to be that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. It just felt really validating in that way. Yes. And she was a cool person. I just like her, like just the way she talked was really like mm-hmm. ener- energetic and warm. And yeah, I like the way she was framing things. Right. She came, it felt like a little like, a little heavy with the, like the numbers and like in this house, you know, um, but the, like the larger takeaways were really, yes. were really nice. And I super enjoyed it. And it's like, I know that you and I are like, you know, best <laughs> friend soulmates or whatever. Yes. It doesn't hurt for that just to be confirmed. Like that was actually totally. really, really cool to see. And just to see how we work well together. Cause that is true. Like you and I are similar in a lot of ways in the ways that I think matter. And then where we're different I think is a compliment to, to both yes. of us. Like, especially <laughs> just like executing this podcast, we both have our have our strengths. And Yeah, like I think she said that I have the idea and be like, let's do it. And you're like the executor. You're the person that's like, okay, let's open a calendar. And like, you know, because I could just go and then we'll do it. And, and I just get in the like big idea thing. And you're like, well, let's just see if we even have time on our calendar to even <laughs> like do this. And it does complement each other. You know what I mean? Where that could be a little bit odd couple, right? Like somebody's like the messy, I won't say which, somebody's the messy like person, you know, like the odd couple. But like in a way that's what works is that like, you you know, we need both. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. I think that w- I had a really random thing that popped in my head, but I'll just say it. So we've never lived together. So even though we've like kind of grew up, went to school around the same area, right? We never lived together. And I remember, I think we were both out of college at this point and like in Southern California, something like that. There was a moment where we were both sort of like living near each other. And I think you 
we were like, what if we like became roommates? And I remember being like, I don't know if that's going to work. Like just like our like styles. I'm like, <laughs> I just wouldn't want that to like affect because I'm so OCD. Like, uh, you know, like I, I was projecting like the little things. I do not want that to sort of like get in, into the way. So um, totally. This is like, I feel like us kind of breaking through that and like actually appreciating the things that we we both bring to the table. Yeah. And I think we needed to be at a certain point in our life. Like we've known each other since we were like 16. Like we, I do not think we had the skills to like start a podcast, you know, at other points in our lives, just like where we both were, you know what I mean? And so like, it's almost like we both had to mature into like, we still are who we are. Like fundamentally, like I'm a 30 something version of myself and you're a 30 something version of yourself, but it's like, so we've worked through enough of our stuff that it like, right. It's like functional together. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So what would you say to somebody who maybe is like interested in astrology? Like, would you recommend it? Did you have any things that stood out maybe after the fact as well? I definitely recommend it. And here's, I would love to do an episode somehow on like because I think it's important to recognize I'm also very skeptical and like, do not ever want to be scammed. Yes. And like, so it might seem like, oh, I'm not someone who cares about that. It's like, I actually care about that a lot, but there are things, and there's a great book by Steve Hassan. He's a cult expert. And I pay attention to these things about like what people do when they are scamming you. So like, well, they're kind of like qualities of like high controlled groups. So, you know, if it's like flattery followed by a pitch or like a buy something, if you don't buy it immediately, it's like, oh, it's leaving or something. You know, I'm very weary of this type of thing. And so I think there are things to pay attention to. So it's not just like every person, but is going to be the right fit. But I think, so if you're skeptical or worried about getting scammed or someone just telling you what you want to hear, just making it up or Googling you or whatever you're afraid of, like there are ways to actually work around that and still have fun and get a chart read. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's really not going to harm you. And if you have fears about harm, there's ways to kind of say like, what should I look out for? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like the way you put that. I always say it's worth trying, right? Like if, I mean, if you're really curious, it's really worth trying it out. And then you could see for yourself. It's something that you're interested in learning more about or getting an annual reading on your birthday. Exactly. And get a recommendation from a friend. I guarantee you have a friend that's gotten their chart read. Totally. Yeah. Because I definitely, (laughs) unrelated, but sort of related, but I went to a palm reader, just like, you know, like this like sandwich board signs on on like a popular street and like $5. Oh, okay. (laughs) And this lady was basically like, your chakras are blocked and I need $5,000 in cash. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, got it. I'm going to think about it. And she wouldn't let me leave. She was like, no, Mm. like investing in yourself. Like she was using all the words that like, I think as therapists, we kind of use too. So it was like very manipulative. Uh, But right. That's like the telltale sign of like, they wouldn't let you leave without like signing. Exactly. With like agreeing to something or like, yeah, there's... So certainly, like, if you feel unsafe or uncomfortable, like we said, somebody who feels safe would do all the things a safe person let you do. Let them record. Let you dictate the rules. If you're feeling uncomfortable, they don't push you past your limit. You know, so anything you're looking for, even like with a therapist, you should be able to find in someone. So, and ask for a consult call. You know, can we do a 10-minute consultation to see if this is a good fit? So I think you can use all the same things that you would use with a therapist because there are therapists that could be a not good fit for you. And so I think bring that same kind of approach And you can really find something cool to like experience. And again, just like anything, it's just like 
cosmic salad bar. I took that from my friend Carrie, you know, like just take what works for you, leave what doesn't. Mm, Love it. Sounds good. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to our interview with Carly Jennings. And so we'll see you all there. Yes. Thanks again for joining us. Check out our show notes to learn more about this episode and to find all the ways to follow us. And remember, if you're curious, try it.